This Associated Bank Sports Update on 101.7 The Truth, powered by ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Brian D. An extra day off today ahead of Game 4 of the NBA Finals. The Bucks looking to tie up the series on Wednesday night. Giannis taking a simplistic approach ahead of what's going to be the biggest game of his career. We got better from Game 1 to Game 2. We got better from Game 2 to Game 3. You just got to keep building. You got to keep building. You got to keep trusting one another. Keep trusting our winning habits. Keep making winning plays. Keep competing hard. Keep doing it together. Game 4 tips off Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And in baseball, Mets slugger Pete Alonso wins his second straight home run derby. The All-Star game itself is tonight. Five Brewers in attendance in Denver, Colorado. First pitch set for 6.30. The sports update brought to you by Associated Bank, proudly supporting our hometown teams. Member FDIC. This is MKE in the Morning with Mel and Joe on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. That's why. I'm excited to see that movie. Um, speaking of, somebody just got a new Bark Box and it's Space Jam themed, and I really need my Bark Box to be Space Jam themed. Bark Box is like the monthly subscription box that you get for your dogs. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. What up, y'all? We're back. It's MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe on the new 1017 The Truth in studio with DJ Brother Z, your favorite Joe, DZ, and myself. And we are being joined right now on the line. We've got Tony Smith, co-host of Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN, weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. He also guarded MJ Red in the 1991 Red NBA Finals. I need to hear about this, Tony Tone. Good morning. How are you doing? Tony! Uh, good morning, y'all. What's up? Good morning. Nothing much. We're excited to talk to you again. So we were telling our yeah. listeners that you, you dropped a quick little gem last week when we had a conversation with you about defending MJ in the 1991 NBA Finals. And I think we got away from that topic because uh, you called me out for calling you out on your age. Uh, <laughs> but now we kind of want to hear a little bit more about that and what that was like from your perspective. Oh, man. You know, it was, you know, the, pro- the problem with uh, being um, – in the finals at that point, is I was a rookie. I don't know Jack from Jack at that point, so I'm thinking like, oh, okay, this is normal. Because when I joined the Lakers, they were still kind of in that realm of being a dynasty, but they're kind of towards the end of it, right? So, but I didn't even realize this. So, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be in the finals all the time. But it's, I mean, it just I never got back, and then I realized after it was too late. Like, man, this was like. This was like the deal. It was it was crazy. I mean, just the whole playoff going through the playoff experience. And I was telling somebody the other day, I said, the finals, man, is not another game. It's not even like some of the regular playoff stuff. The finals, is it's a show. It's, it's just crazy, all the, the stuff that goes along with it. So it's, uh, it's kind of easy for guys to get lost and, and not be as focused and I think that's why you see a lot of inconsistent performances because it's a, it's a lot. 
So, okay. Because, oh my gosh, there's so much I want to unpack there. Because I, I want to hear specifically about MJ. But real quick, because you said, oh, like it was your rookie year. You didn't realize that, you know, a, a dynasty of sorts was ending at that point. You were like, oh, we go to the finals every year, right? So what was yep. it like for you? Like even going into the that season, the 90-91 season, were you expecting the team to go to the finals even, you know, from the start of your rookie year? No, no, I I really had no idea. I'm, man, I'm just a rookie. I'm trying to make my way. I'm trying to uh, get on the team. I'm trying to get some minutes. Uh, I'm not really thinking about, you know, the finals or anything like that. And that's, you know, it's the difference between the veterans. You know, I'm sure they came into the season talking about their goal to get to the finals, you know. Uh, but as a rookie, I'm just trying to make the team. Uh, when I make the team, okay, now I want to get some minutes. I want to play some consistent minutes. So my, the thought process of uh, a young player at that time, totally different than what the veterans. Uh, and that's why you need that veteran leadership on teams to to let the guys know who haven't been there. Like, okay, listen, we're not just worried about getting a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, and and, and making your name. This is about a, it's a whole bigger thing. But it's it's hard for even if someone would have told me, which they were they were. Uh, the veterans are talking about it, but again, it's still just hard to wrap. It's kind of like talking to a little teenager right now, trying to tell them about their life in the future. Like, you know, you got to be uh, growing <laughs> up, you got to pay bills, you got to have a house note, car note. They, they don't get it, and I didn't get it either. If you're just tuning in right now, we're talking to Tony Smith, Marquette University Hall of Famer, co-host of Homer and Tony on the 94.5 ESPN Weekdays. From two to four, and he played in the '91 NBA Finals. But also, though, Tony, I gotta holla at you about this, man. You say you guarded Jordan. Now I know it's a different mm-hmm. position. Magic was a point guard, but how was it? Because I'm sure you had to check him in, or at least try to check him in practice. How was it oh, going okay. up against a six-nine Magic Johnson in practice? Um, it, it was not fun. It was not fun. He was he was he was cheating all the time, Joe. That was the problem. Um, I remember one specific time. I mean, obviously he's, he's a he's a Hall of Famer, NBA Hall of Famer, legend, one of the best to ever played a position. But again, like I, I just think about my mentality at that time. It was like, you know, I'm trying to go at this dude. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I'm not really like looking at his whole career because, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't following the Lakers specifically back in the day. Actually, uh, Philly was my team. I, I was a Dr. J fan. And uh, I was always like mad at the Lakers when they would beat Philly, right? So I wasn't really following the Lakers, and I didn't know that much about them. But I mean, like I said, you get in there, learn quick. But once you get in camp, it's a it's a weird thing. You're not really like looking at these dudes like, ooh, it's magic, ooh, it's worthy, yeah. ooh, it's bad. I'm not looking at them like that. I'm like, oh, I'm go, I got to go at y'all. So I'm trying to go at these guys. We had some nice battles back and forth and uh, practice. I remember one specific practice. I'm going to tell you why. This is why This is why I don't like to play them in practice because we start the scrimmage portion at the end of practice. Right? I've been running. He's been sitting most of practice relaxing. Right? And then <laughs> when the scrimmage part comes, now he's coming in the game. But first of all, he, he's getting all the calls from the coaches because the coaches don't want to set up. So you can't, you can't even touch him. And second of all, he's not going to lose. That's just how it is. So we got game point one time. He's got. He's gonna. He's backing me down in the post. You know how he does. He'll get the ball. He just mm-hmm. start backing you down. He's six nine. I'm six three, and he went to shoot that little his little hook shot. Right. Well, I went behind him, and I blocked it. He called foul, Joe. What? And I was like, what? I was, and nobody was. Everybody was like, what? And uh, you know what? 
He's uh, magic. Guess what? The coach said foul. Check up. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, killing me. Oh, it was terrible. So, man, practice was, practice was good. It was good to watch the leadership, but don't play him in the scrimmage because he's going to cheat you. You blocked the hook shot. I man, get, I and then he called. The he, he called a foul. Come on, foul Magic on a, on, a, on a rookie, Joe. He called foul on the rook. Yeah. Wow. I, only thing I can say to that, Tony, is oh oh, it's Magic. <laughs> you know, hundred percent, man. No, that's hilarious. Yeah, we're talking to Tony Smith, Marquette University Hall of Famer. You know the vibes. Don't play with this man's name, man. Uh, yo, so I, I want to switch a little bit gears, man. Just ask a, a question about the Bucks. How do you feel <laughs> through three, just kind of like a general consensus, what's going on in your brain about how we're playing, what we need to do kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like how the, how the fans have been. What's up? What I'm, I got to pick the brain on it. Yeah, man, you know, the series has been good so far, just like I figured it would. Um, I didn't think the Bucks would be able to go to Phoenix, just given the whole scenario and everything surrounding it with, with Chris Ball being so liked, uh, the energy down there. And like I said, the people here, they look at the Deer District, serve, they see it's hopping, it's jumping like it's supposed to be. But, again, you get the same thing down in Phoenix down there. So I knew it was going to be tough to win uh, one of those first two games on the road, and I had Phoenix winning those. But I also had Milwaukee. 100% winning game three. I, I didn't have any doubts that that, that was going to happen. So now you find yourself at 2-1, right? And and the thing about this series, uh, if you guys will watch, it is now we know there's some things that are that are just going to be constants. And this is what I was talking with my, my partner Homer on Homer Tony uh, yesterday. I said, listen, we, we know that Giannis is going to put up Giannis numbers, right? So I'm trying to explain to him that you got to look for uh, – things that are, are going to be consistent. So we we know Giannis was hurting the first game a little bit. He was hobbling, but he still had 20 and 17, right? So he had 40 uh, game two, and he had 40-something game three. And I told him, I said, look, they, he had 40 and they lost game two. He had 40 and they won game three. Right? So that, I mean, even though we, we know he's going to do that, is that determining the game? Not really. But what's going to determine the game is a bunch of different factors. Like, what's going to happen outside of that? So, I mean, you get performances from random people. Uh, Mikhail Bridges goes off on the game. Uh, you know, Middleton, I have a good game here. Holiday, Lopez, uh, Aiden. You know, you got all these other guys that are going to do whatever. But you got to have, if you mess around and have a bad game by Giannis, Bucks are going to lose. And Phoenix lost because, wow, you had a bad game by one of your studs. Devin Booker was 3 of 14. He only had 10 points. You're not going to beat Milwaukee if Chris Paul and Devin Booker aren't playing solid games. You just, it's just not going to happen. So 10 points from Devin Booker ain't going to get it cut. I, I, it's hard for me to see that Giannis is going to have a not a Giannis game. But if it happens, you better believe that Marky's going to lose. So you got to have your stars show up. That's the, that's the thing about the playoffs. Stars have to show up because it's such a big moment, like I was telling you before, that like normal role players, that you can't expect them to be consistently like playing at a high level. So you're not going to get 15 out of P.J. Tucker every game. You're not going to get 15 out of Portis every game. That ain't going to happen. They're going to be up and down. So you just got to hope that – uh, you get them at the right time, and you got and you get them when you need them. But I think it's going to be a close series. I'm I'm not ready to call uh, the game tomorrow just yet. I'll probably make some kind of call in the afternoon. But 
Right now, man, it, it is tough. It is tough. You, you want to think the home team is worth a few points, which it, it typically is, but uh, after Phoenix and Devin Booker laid that egg, I'm, I'm worried about what D-Book's going to do. Nothing. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Tony, we, I was talking with a buddy yesterday, and we were talking about game one and two and the difference between, you know, uh, being at home and home court advantage. And I, travel was brought up. Now, do you think that, like, how difficult is it really? Because this is on the outside looking in. Like, we're not the ones traveling. We're just watching it on TV. We're going to these viewing parties. We're going to the same place every every time. But these guys, they have to go. They went from Atlanta back to Milwaukee and straight to Phoenix. So how, like, what toll does that take on the players mentally and physically, really? Yeah, it, it, it is a toll. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's not as bad in the playoffs to, uh, just because of the way the playoffs are structured. And uh, it becomes a different animal once you reach the finals. You know that goal. You, you're four games away from a, a championship. So uh, the travel does not become as bad because you're not on long road trips. During the season, uh, we used to have it where everybody had a long road trip, like a 10-day trip. And that gets bad. And you would see, if you look up stats for those tr- road trips back in the day, you would see the last couple of games on those road trips, teams were terrible. Their their record was terrible. You wind up losing those last games on the, on the road trip. So this isn't like that. It's only you're on the game for two. You're on the road for two games. Uh, it's probably three or four days max. And it's just not that bad. Um, again, the, the I think the worst part about it is all the media stuff that goes along with it in between games. I mean, that's the part that's different uh, from the regular season. The travel is, is pretty normal, and um, you know, I don't think um, you got, I don't think I don't think the Suns are a bad road team. I know Atlanta was was playing well as a road team in the playoffs, but I don't think the Suns have been bad. But um, Milwaukee's got a distinct advantage at home, and I mean, you like that right now because you're at home. But at the end of the day, with Phoenix having a home court advantage, you got to win one in Phoenix at some point if you're going to take this thing. So uh, I think Milwaukee can feel confident about being at home. Uh, and at that point, it's just a one-game travel back and forth. Everybody's got to do it. Uh, you just got to, you know, you got to worry about the game, man, and that's it. And, you know, if you're going to look at those home road splits on stats, like, I mean, last game, they shot, again, from the field, even 47 to 48%. I mean, they're almost dead even, but then the percentages start to get different when you look at three-point shots. Phoenix didn't make any. They're only 9-31 for 28%. Milwaukee shot uh, 14 of the 36. They were 38%, so you know 10% is better. Uh, Milwaukee dominated the boards. Uh, a lot of that was Aiden was in foul trouble. Uh, turnovers, Phoenix turned the ball over. Uh, typically, you don't see Chris Paul team turn the ball over. He's pretty, he's pretty steady with it. But the other thing, I mean, you look at pace. Milwaukee was making shots, so it's hard for Phoenix to get out and run because that's what they want to do. They want to play up tempo. They had they only had um, I think six fast break points. And Milwaukee's not really a fast break team, but they had more fast break points, ten more uh, than Phoenix did. So I don't think the travel is, is that tough, Joe. To be honest with you, in the playoffs because it is the end of the season and everybody knows what's at stake. So it's it's easy to to block it out. Okay. All right, Tony, so I have just one more question for you. If you're just tuning in, you guys, we're talking with Tony Smith, co-host of Homer and Tony. You can catch them on 94.5 ESPN weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. He played in the 1991 NBA Finals. You were a Laker, okay? The the Lakers Mm -hmm. drafted you, and you, as you 
in your words, you said that was kind of like the end of the dynasty. You didn't really know that. And you were a rookie playing in the NBA Finals against Michael Jordan. I mean, that, is that not the dream? To me, it, it seems as if it would be. But I the am dream. here. Oh, no, okay. that's a nightmare guarding Jordan. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, yes, yes. But, like, also, I mean, entering into the league, did, was that not, like, an exciting, like, idea of just being able to play against this man? Or no? Not Mal, as a player? No, Mal, no. No, this okay. Dude, man, it was impossible to guard. Okay, but, uh, I get like that. I, like I told you about, about practice, it's – you're not looking at dudes like that. That's 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 the thing. I, I mean, I don't know how to explain it to you, but I mean, you're 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 in the game. You're in the same court. Uh, you know, it's one ball. You're you're right there. I'm, I'm not saying I am as good as Jordan or on his level at all, but I'm saying you have to compete in your mind. Has right. to be like you're that. a professional so too. Like, you're a pro too. Correct. No, and that I'm, makes sense. Right. I'm, I, and I'm trying to. And I'm trying to. I gotta. I gotta stop him. I mean, my team. My coach put me in there. He's like, hey man, you gotta stop this dude. He's, he's killing those other guys. Uh, I'm the best defender. I'm a rookie, but I'm still the best defender on, on the wing at that point. So I got to go in there and try to do what I got to do to help us win and, and help stop them. So I'm not just, I'm not looking at them like that. I'm really trying to, you know, I'm really trying to go at them defensively. But again, like I said, dude, the dude's impossible to guard. Um, he can do anything, which makes him hard to guard. There's a, most, most guys have at least one thing that you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to make them do this every time because that's his least favorite thing to do. Uh, Jordan, you can't do it. I mean, you can't overplay him. He's going to go back door for a lob on you if you overplay him. So now you got to now you got to go let him get the ball. Right now, what are you going to do? You can't force him either way. He can go both ways. You can't back off of him because he can shoot. So, I mean, it, it's, it gets. Luckily for me, I was stronger than him. I could I could I could get physical with him. You could do that back in the day. Now it'd be a foul every time I couldn't touch him. But you talk that to talk, Tony. Yeah, when I play, you can get physical with them. So I would just get up in them. I mean, one time it was funny. They got I, I was getting booed in Chicago because uh, he was following me, man, and they wouldn't call it. So I told the ref twice. I said, "Dude, he keeps grabbing me. If he grabs me again, I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him." So I didn't hit him, but he grabbed me. He tried to go to grab me, and like I said, I was stronger than him. I, I grabbed him with two hands around the waist and threw him on the ground. <laughs> and they called they called a foul. And I was like, dude, rap, I told you, man, he was grabbing me and he didn't do nothing. So I could do something myself. But that's why I say I'm in the I'm in the mentality, like, I don't care who you are, dude. I don't care if you're Jordan, whoever. Quit follow me or don't grab me. I'm a, I'm gonna have to do what I gotta do. So then every time I touched the ball, they did one of those where I touched it, they booed me in the whole arena. It was it was kinda funny, but it don't matter. Michael Jordan or Ben Gordon, Tony Smith is going to stick you. It does not matter, y'all. It does not That's matter. Correct. right, Joe. I respect <laughs> that, Tony Tone. Well, thank you so much. Hey. We really appreciate you calling in. Seriously, you taking the wait, time wait. this morning. I want to know how y'all feel about Game 4. What's up? What y'all thinking? Y'all down I mean, there in their district? It's a dub. It's a dub for me. It's a dub for the Milwaukee Bucks. So there's no question about it. You know we gonna we know you know we gonna pull this out now. Come on now. It's different than Milwaukee. Oh. I know I know they were all listen, the thing I don't like, Tony, is that Chris Paul, how he was talking after they won the Western Conference Finals, like he won the championship, like he just won the ring already. I don't appreciate that. And I don't <laughs> think we appreciate that as a as a as a city either. Not at all. Yeah, man. You got I like right. I'm gonna say every time you gotta walk out, punch him in the mouth. Got to walk out, punch him in the mouth. One game at a time. Game four is going to be a good one. You already know. Tony, seriously, thank you so much. And anytime you want to call in and chat with us, you already know you're more than welcome. So thank you. Appreciate you.
All right, y'all. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good rest of your day. That was Tony Smith, you guys. Marquette University Hall of Famer, co-host of Homer and Tony, 94.5 ESPN weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Always appreciate his input. I mean, I can't wait. Guarded Jordan, Black Magic. What else do you want from the man? It's something like...